Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. This is episode 156. I'm Sanjay Parik. And I'm Adam Walker. We are excited to be with you. Super excited. Quick reminder, just uh, support the show, rate the podcast, share on social, consider supporting on Patreon. But moving on, in this episode, we got, man, we have a big episode. I mean, there's going to be like 15 articles in this thing. It's going to be amazing. I'm not even going to bother trying to cover all of them, but I'm just going to tell you, we got a lot of articles. We got some weird and wacky, and we have some great tech recommendations. So stay tuned. Sanjay, you ready to dive in? Let's do this thing. All right. Article number one, Airbnb blocking some rentals over Halloween to halt parties. So a little backstory on this. Last year, there was some real bad stuff that happened at a Halloween party at a rented Airbnb home. It was rented for one day. And so Airbnb is proactively trying to keep people from having house parties for Halloween to keep people safe. And and I kind of love this for so many different reasons. And, and what, what's really interesting is Number one, they're they're canceling any one-day reservations, which is great for Halloween. Number two, if you're trying to make a reservation to a house that is really near your house, they're not going to let you do that. Or if you don't have good rankings as a Airbnb user, they're not going to let you do that. So I think this is really, really clever. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I mean, obviously, Airbnb is on the path, I think, right, to go public uh, or there's yeah. been discussion about them for a while. Yeah. And so um, they need to make sure they do whatever they can to not have bad press. Um, but yeah, so they, I think they're blocking not just one day, but also two day rentals. They are. Yeah, I guess it just pushes up the price of doing this. Like you, you got to right. really want a house party and have to pay for three days of rentals. Yeah. Um, but also have to do it in a far away place from your home. So yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, should probably solve the problem, I'd say. This is cool. Yeah. Uh, something else that might be cool if you like being know. confused by names, uh, G Suite, uh, Google in their infinite wisdom is now renaming G Suite to Google Workspace because you just got used to the name a little while ago and now it's time to change. So I think it's because they have, uh, designers on staff and like, they're like looking around and they're like, man, we need something new to design. And then it's like, oh, let's spend a ton of time rebranding this thing that doesn't need rebranding and spend a ton of time, re you know, building a logo for this thing that doesn't need a logo. And that's what I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. And also, yeah. you know, maybe if we change the name of this thing, people will like it more. Uh, yeah. Because that's, that's been the reason why people don't use G Suite because the suite name, um, yeah. you know, they just had a sour taste in their mouth from it. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if you got that joke there, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, that's go. the dad. Wait, listen, we try to go above dad jokes. All right, that's the only. I'm gonna allot you that one dad joke for this episode, and then I don't know if all... I would consider that dad joke level. That was that was pretty highbrow kind of <laughs> pun. That was wordplay humor. Is that what that was? I think I think that was a, a very okay. Webster's Dictionary Ooh. level humor. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll give you that then. All right. Well, well. next article, Android's new sound notifications will alert you to, quote, critical sounds around you. Sanjay, walk me through this one. So this is, uh, on the alternate, a really good thing that I think Google is uh, implementing in Android, uh, the new Android OS version. So your phone, you know, they've had this thing of, of live caption and things like that. Uh, to be able to on in kind of real time understand what sounds are happening. So this is mainly meant for people that are, are hard of hearing or deaf to have their phone or their watch 
alert them when there's noises like, oh, I don't know, smoke detectors going off or somebody knocking at the door or the phone ring or a dog barking or a baby making sounds. All great things that if you can't hear the sound, it's nice to have something else tell you. Um, and in the past, you know, folks that have been hard of hearing have had things uh, set up like uh, their lights would go on and off when the phone rings. Right. Well, right. Now you don't need that. The phone does it on its own, right? And and we'll figure these things out. So uh, if you've got a watch, an Android watch, it'll uh, translate the words there. Um, and so, yeah, I it, it's That's a great, great new uh, feature that they're pushing out. So you know um, when you're when you're watching like movies and like there's about to be like an alien abduction and there's that like kooky music. Like does does the phone now alert people that they're about to be abducted by aliens when they hear that music also? Like, is that a thing? I mean, no? it, it, does that sound happen in real life? I mean, I've never been abducted I mean, I by assume. an alien, so I don't, I it Okay. You're saying well, it. You're saying well, alien abductions aren't real. And that's just the movies. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I, I I'm saying, do you have some kind of firsthand experience that I don't know of that? You know, oh, like the music talk. comes I before. I, I can't discuss that. Okay. I can't, I can't discuss that. Okay. Right now, so, <laughs> I, right. I wasn't trying to, to get into a sensitive area with you here, but, All right, but so the public wants to know, to, Adam. Back to another article that, that's not so good about Google that I know that you're really thrilled about. Google yeah. is this giving is like a data. Google sandwich right here, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. a Google sandwich. Google is giving data to police based on search keywords, according to court documents. Sanjay about this i don't like this i don't like this at all and if this is uh not an indication of like all the other things that i've said in the past this should be of why you should use a different search engine like duck duck, duck go duck, go duck duck go hi ho the mario duck duck go right <laughs> that, that what you're that's you're going with okay if if my joke from before was a dad joke what <laughs> in the world <laughs> was that i'm in a mood i'm sorry i i, I don't, don't even, know what's going on with me <laughs> I'm I'm He's, I'm having listen, coffee right now. I, yeah, I'm, I I was about to tell the listeners I'm watching you drink coffee right now, and, and yeah, and yet it's the coffee. It's making me crazy. I um, so. I I don't think that's true, but okay. Yeah. So so apparently Google um got a subpoena for uh the IP addresses of people that search for a certain location because there was an arson, a fire there. And that's how they figured out who it was. But I, this opens up all kind of worms, right? Like like anything you search for, then. Um, is open to a subpoena. They weren't doing a subpoena on a certain person. They were doing a subpoena on anybody that searched for a certain thing, which mm. like you could search for anything. And if that is somewhat somehow related to a crime of some sort, then now you are a suspect. Like well, that's and not then it, okay. It, it also kind of makes me wonder like, what about like Google's crazy autocomplete stuff, right? Like, so what if you're typing oh, in yeah. like, how to like, maybe, maybe you're searching like how to kill like an ant pile. Right. And you search how to kill and then it fills in something really weird. And then you accidentally your, hit your enter. ant pile. Are, right? Yeah. Are, <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you now subject to some kind of like, I don't know, liability? I don't, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, and, and so this is an interesting thing in that the fact that, um, you know, library records, the books that you check out um, are not able to be subpoenaed. Right. Because really, yeah, I mean, I had no well, idea. that's fantastic. I, I think they can subpoena them, but there's some kind of protection around that. Like, okay. so li the libraries can't just give it away. Um, the, the information about what books you check out, um, right. because it's, it's the pursuit of knowledge. Right. And so how is this any different? Right. Um, yeah. in terms of that. So, uh, yeah. 
Uh, talking about something that is different and, and maybe is coming to an end. House Democrats say Facebook, Amazon, Alphabet, Apple enjoy monopoly power and they are recommending some big, big changes. Did you look through the list of things that they're recommending here? No, I I, I kind of scanned through it, honestly. So, I mean, just a couple of quick thoughts. Uh, number one, obviously they're monopolies. Like, come on. <laughs> like, it, like, does it really take 16-month investigation to know this? This isn't hard, people. And then second, like, I, I, I mean, even if they break them up, it, I don't see how anything changes, to be honest. I really don't. It's, uh, so I, I mean, AT&T was broken up and then it came back again, right, eventually. That's, so That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, I just, you change administrations and then they allow stuff. So the one thing that I thought was very interesting and I, I think is a good change um, – even regardless of it being focused on tech, I, I think in just in general was the idea that uh, an acquisition by a large company should be viewed as monopolistic unless the company can prove how it's not. Um, and mm. up until now, it's not been proven that way uh, or it's not been dealt with that way. Always acquisitions are assumed non-monopolistic right. um, unless the agency can prove that it is going to harm consumers in some way. And this right. is going to change the onus and say, we're just going to assume it is because you're doing this action. And now the onus is on the company to prove that it's it's not a monopolistic move. So um, that kind of makes I think sense. that's good. Yeah. I mean, because they're giant companies like, of course, acquisitions are going to be monopolistic in nature because that's how they grow. Like that's it should be assumed. That makes sense to me. And and they're not gonna they're not gonna just tell you like, oh yeah, we're buying this so that we can be a monopoly over. Like that's not what they do, right? Right. So now this is going to change um, the way that this is dealt with, and the companies are going to have to say, look, it's not a monopoly because of X, Y, and Z, and we're going to do A, B, and C on top of that. And now then in the future, if they don't do A, B, and C, um, th then you'll be able to go back and say, wait, when this was approved, you said this, right. but you didn't do that. Yep. And so therefore we're going to smack you on the hand now. I like that. Yeah. All right, cool. So next article, and then we're going to get to our ad break. I mean, look, we're, we got so much packed into this episode. We're just now getting to the ad break. This is amazing. So <laughs> compact nuclear fission reactor is quote, very likely to work suggests a study. So, all right, again, Sanjay, I just got to ask you, just walk me through this one. This sounds amazing. Okay. Tell me about so it. So here's the thing. Um, remember, regular nuclear reactions, uh, reactors are fission, right? The things that we built so far. So that is taking an atom and, and breaking it into two pieces, right? Mm -hmm. So that is not a good thing because we end up with a lot of nuclear waste at the end of it. Fusion on the other hand, is fusing two hydrogen atoms together and releasing energy through that because you get helium and, and energy. Um, so there is a company out of uh, Boston, uh, out of MIT, called Commonwealth Fusion Systems. So there's a long article in the New York Times about this um, and how they believe that they might be just a few years away from viable, self-sustaining, energy-producing fusion reactions. And... They're going to be able to do this in the size. Uh, so if you've you've heard of some of these uh, fusion colliders and things like that, like ITER yeah. in, in, in Europe, um, and, you know, the cost of that is on the scale of 20 or 30 or 40 billion dollars. Um, this is not that this is a lot smaller scale. 
Um, and so they're doing some pretty interesting things around this. So this startup has raised about $200 million. And I will admit, um, after I read this story, I went to say, like, huh, I wonder if shares are available of this uh, startup anywhere to buy and uh, be a part of. Man, but, uh, that's quite the endorsement uh, right there. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't find any. So I, I am not an investor in, in this. But I figure I was like, look, if, if people are saying it's possible, although yeah. I, I will say for like 30 or 40 years, they've been saying that in 30 or 40 years, we'll get fusion reaction. Um, yeah. So this is like the holy grail. Like if we can accomplish this, I think it decimates the whole oil energy producing and coal energy producing yeah. economy. I think right. all of those things almost overnight are going to go away. Um, yeah. because, and then, and then the transition from, uh, gas and oil vehicles to all electric is, is going to happen very, very rapidly. Um, yeah, because that. we have essentially unlimited feedstock for fusion reactors, right? I mean, it's, right. it's basically water. Um, it's, yep. it's different isotopes of, of the hydrogen in there and stuff, but relatively it's cheap. And then the, the outputs of this are, are basically non-threatening, uh, to wow. life. So you don't have to to deal with the nuclear waste and stuff. So, so love that. It's kind of awesome. Um, I, you know, when you read articles like this, I kind of wish I was an energy entrepreneur and like knew more about this stuff and, and worked in this space because I think it really could change the world. Um, yeah. but you know, fingers crossed that these guys, That's all right, man, uh, we're changing the world. Other pieces of software one at a time. So, there you go. Gonna, Just type in every day. And with that in mind, it's time to take an ad break. All right. Welcome back. So moving on, we got, a bunch more articles for you. This is going to be great. Facebook to defy new Turkish social media law. I kind of like this, to be honest with you. Like, it's just, it's so, so the law is that they're required to have a physical office in the country. And Facebook's like, that's stupid. We're not doing that. Like, that's, that's my summary of this whole article. And I agree. That is stupid. I wouldn't do that either. What are your thoughts, Sanjay? Yeah, no, it's, it's dumb. Basically, yeah. I've, I mean, you can kind of project what they're trying to do here, right? They're trying to yeah. force people to have offices there and then yep. uh, make them do things because now you have an office in our country. Yeah. And so now you're subject to our laws. Um, yeah. And and, yeah. And, and and what I want to know is like, hey, Turkish government, um, what are you doing right now during COVID-19? Because like this whole idea of like a an actual physical location in places is kind of passe right now. Like it's just not around. Like we're not really doing that right now. So what's up, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it, it kind of flies in the face of the whole idea of what the internet's for, right? Like mm -hmm. being able to access anything from anywhere and, yep. and talking to people like they don't yeah. need to be I, there with you. Speaking of access, this is a big one. I really want to know your, your take on this. AT&T kills DSL. Leaves tens of millions of homes without fiber internet. Uh, I believe my home included. I don't believe AT and T has fiber uh, to my area. So, um, so wait, are you what, you're on DSL? Well, no, I'm using Comcast right now. But I'm I'm just saying that in general, I don't have an option. I don't believe I have an option for fiber. Okay. At least not that I'm aware of. But yes. yeah. So walk 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 me through this one because this just seems like a bad move to me. Yeah, so um, here's the thing. They've only built fiber to about 28% of the households in their footprint as of yeah. as of last year. Um, and have no in, no intentions of building very much more at yeah, all. Yeah, because, you know, honestly, it's it's not profitable. And, you know, for years and years, they said, no, no, we're going to do it. No, no, we're going to do it. And, and as it comes down to it, 
they're not doing it right. Yep. And, and they do almost essentially have a monopoly, right? They, we were just talking about monopolies a minute ago. Yeah. Um, and so this, you know, if you look at this as, as an American, as, as a citizen of this country, this is a bad thing, right? Having citizens in our country that don't have connectivity, um, you know, a, a little bit of a soapbox. So just the other day, I was at the library. I was dropping off uh, my ballot, uh, my voting ballot. They have a ballot drop box at the library. So uh, done, check. Uh, if you haven't voted yet, make sure you figure out how to do that and get that done. But I was there and, and we were driving by and the libraries are closed right now and our, our library is yeah. closed. But there was a woman outside that had her computer plugged in, sitting there working on her computer because she was using the Wi-Fi at the library. And, and I was telling, wow. uh, one of the kids was with me, I was telling him, this is awful. Um, because, you know, internet has now become so important. It is on the same level as power and water. It is. You need to have access to this. And and the times that you, you know, it's, it's too expensive to get is like when you don't have a job and that's when you need the most because you need the internet to be able to get a new job and to find jobs. Uh, and so these kinds of moves, I think are an issue. And I, I, I think, you know, we really do need to think about this as a country to make sure that we are doing the right things and incenting the right moves to make sure that companies are incented to provide high speed internet to everybody, even in yeah. super rural places where, you know, density is very, very low. Like you look at, at South Korea and, you know, they have a plan to have everybody on gig fiber, maybe already or within a couple of years, and then 10 gig fiber within, you know, some number of years after that. Wow. Uh, and, yeah. and for us being the country that created the internet and invented the internet originally to, for us to get lapped that badly by another country, uh, yeah, I think it's a shame. And I think we really need to do, you know, spend some yeah. time in figuring this out. This is, well, this is not good. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, of figuring things out, uh, and there may not be anything to figure out here, but, uh, Apple's T2 security processor has an unpatchable security flaw, which that's like, that's always what you want to read is that it's unpatchable. Like that's the, <laughs> like that's the name of the game. And basically, so, you know, the article and I'll, I'll summarize my very limited knowledge on this is basically saying that every device with this processor just is out of luck uh, pretty much. So, but it, 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 it did not appear to me to be a super scary security flaw. So I don't know. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts? How scared yeah. should I be? Sunday? Yeah. I, I don't really think you question. need to be super duper scared. Cause it okay. sounds like you have to have physical access to the device. Yeah. They said, they said you'd have to have like a, like a USB stick hack or something to, to get the device to do what it needed to do, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, you know, so, I'm not going mean, to grab any USBs off the ground and plug them in. Anytime and I, that's what I was going to say. Like I reiterate our recommendations from before, yeah. Don't just plug things into your computer. Yeah. Don't nope. let other people just plug things into your computer. Nope. Um, also, you know, I, I've thought about this too. Like don't buy um, refurbished USB sticks and USB cables and things like oh, yeah. that. Like oh, yeah. only buy brand new of those. That's like right. I know from that's trusted not a companies from that's trusted not a great companies. thing for, um, you know, like electronics recycling and things like that. But you know what? They'll recycle those things some other way, like, yeah. you know, tear them down yep. to bits and, and, and build a new product. Yep. Um, like I'm a big fan of buying refurb, um, even laptops, uh, yep. you know, I'll wipe them right when I get oh, yeah. them and then start over again. But, uh, I, I would not do that with a USB stick or anything else like nope. that. So, yeah, so I wouldn't totally be too worried about this, but you know, it does, it's a little bit of a shiner, uh, for Apple because they focus so much on how they're safe and, 
Um, and secure. Yeah. Not everything yeah. is a hundred percent. Nothing can be a hundred percent safe and secure. So. No. Well, and one thing the article said that I thought was kind of great was like, you know, when you brag about how secure your platform is like, it just makes people want to hack you that much more. And that's a great point. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. All right. So more about Apple. Apple officially announces iPhone 12 event for October 13th, quote, high speed. So that, of course, is indicating that it's going to be a 5G phone. They're going to announce a big lineup of phones. I think there were four listed, which to me just seems really weird, but whatever. That's fine. Um, you know, I mean, this is it. This is It's the next evolution. Great. It's 5G. I don't know. Let's move on. I mean, I, I, I'm excited, I guess. I don't know. Are, are, are you going to get a new phone when it comes? Uh, not, in time, not soon. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, I see the value of 5G for sure. I think 5G is going to revolutionize so many things. I've even given talks on that. How I mean, you know, the, the speed comparison between 4G and 5G is like a, the, the speed of a moped versus the speed of a 747. I mean, like there's just so it's astronomically yes. faster. So I got to admit, I've, I've got a um, uh, the S20, the Samsung S20, which has 5G. Yeah. Um, but because of what's going on right now, like I don't really leave the house. So That's I what I was going to say. Really... It doesn't matter because you're hitting Wi-Fi anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, the few times that I have been out, like I don't, I don't know. I don't really notice that much of a difference. No. Um, I, I, I got listen, that. I got the bigger still... phone. I, I've noticed more on that. Like having a bigger screen has been nice. Yep. Um, although it feels like it's a little bit too big in my pocket. So I think maybe... Uh, next phone upgrade in, in like four years or whatever, I might go back to the regular size phone again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind yeah, of at the, like, I mean, I've got the, okay. the iPhone X, I guess it's, I think that's two or three years old and it runs fine. And like, I, I mean, I, I'm just not one of those guys that has to have the newest, latest, greatest, like I'll eventually get a new phone when this one's just not functioning well, but uh, until then I think I'm good to go. So yeah. Yeah. Same here. Uh, Talk about something that didn't work out so well. Um, so England may have underreported about 15,000 COVID cases Yep. because of an error in Excel. They okay, ran out of rows. I, the, so I read this article and I'm like, so they maxed out the number of rows in Excel. And my next thought was, why in the beep were they using Excel? for this like i like it is beyond my comprehension why I, you would use excel for this like yeah, do, can I, you can you give me an answer on that i i cannot give you an answer <laughs> on that like and also if you've ever opened up a huge excel file oh like this the, the max is a million rows right like it takes forever as it yeah. gets big it's like who who like when they got to like 750,000 rows and was opening up this file to enter in more data, who was like, yeah, this is okay that it takes 10 minutes to open. That's fine. That's it, not it, a problem. In what person or government or official gets to any file that's in the hundreds of thousands of rows for the safety <laughs> of the public and thinks, oh, this is good. This is okay. Like, come on. We're beyond this in software, people. There's so many solutions that are you, so much better than this. You know, when you hear something like this, you got to believe too, like they probably weren't even making backups either. Because if, oh, no. if, if you're dumb mm -hmm. enough to do this, no. where you have no. a million plus entry uh, spreadsheet, you yeah. probably don't have backups. I feel like what happened is they, they've got a million plus entry spreadsheet 
and it's on a thumb drive on somebody's key ring, you know, and they're just like, they're walking out to their car in the rain, swinging the key ring around over the puddles. I mean, like, that's what I think is happening is, you know, obviously that's, that's the key. So it's just crazy. All right. So a follow-up to Coinbase being a mission focused company. You tagged this one. So I'm going to let you walk us through this. Uh, What's the update on this one? I figure we we should talk about what what the aftermath is. So yeah. um, this is a post from uh, the founder CEO guy, um, and it sounds like about five percent or more of their employees, about sixty so far, have decided to take the exit package and leave. Yep. Um, and then there's like a lot of points. Some of this sounds a little bit to me like backpedaling a bit. Oh, for um, sure. But I I think this is this is a bad look. It, this remains a bad look for them. And it's I bet like I said, you man, those 60 employees are probably going to go on and do some amazing things. Yep. And it's going to be a shame for Coinbase that they lost those folks. I'm telling you, man, it's either silence or get on board. Like there's no middle ground at this point. I'm telling you, like that's just, that's a, that's a little PR announcement advice to other companies being run out there. Just, just know that up front. Why? So. Like, I don't even know. I still don't understand what motivated like putting that that I don't stake know in the ground would. of like know, like who yeah. was asking them like you know what we really need to find out what Coinbase thinks about all of this stuff. Man, right nobody's now. thinking like, nobody that. Nobody was That's right. thinking yeah. that. Yeah, and nobody's so. thinking that. All right, listen on the on the the same kind of at least genre of Coinbase, I guess. Jack Dorsey's Square purchases fifty million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Like that is. I mean, I know they've done a bunch of Bitcoin stuff over the last several years. You know, they've even, I think, accepted Bitcoin through the different platforms that they've got. And but this, kind is, of this is this is corporate assets now. This is yeah, like this, their balance yeah. sheet uh, yeah. in Bitcoin. So yeah, it, it's pretty. Couple, I mean, and, and that says that he thinks it's gonna go up. I assume. I mean, that's that's a great for Bitcoin if he's right. But yeah, go, or, go ahead. Or at least it's gonna be stable. So a couple of interesting things in this article that I didn't know. First of all, fifty million dollars was one percent of Square's total assets. So they've got. $5 billion. Um, so when you, you know that, it's like, oh, okay. So diversifying 1% of your assets into yeah, this thing. That works. Yeah. That's fine. But the other bit was like, they're the second publicly traded company to do this after MicroStrategy, which currently has $410 million worth of Bitcoin right now. Whoa. Which that's a lot to me. That's uh, crazy. That's a crazy amount of money. Yeah. I mean, wow. I hope they've got that secured and locked down somewhere in some. I know they better not have it in some wallet. some wacky wallet out there. You know, we've all we've had stories about that. I'm just yeah, saying. and I and I hope multiple people have uh, the ability to unlock that and access it, and <laughs> not lose the password, um, which we've had stories about too. Of like, oh, we just mm-hmm. lost ten million dollars because we can't access the wallet anymore. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so mm. it's it's fascinating. Um, maybe Bitcoin's around to stay. Like when you got big companies making bets this big. Um, oh man, into you don't see those currency? bets in Ethereum right now. So or Litecoin, yeah. at least not yet. Yeah. Maybe maybe later, but not yet. Yeah, hmm. it's it's interesting. I mean, Bitcoin I think has shown that there's a lot of things that could be better in in that ecosystem, but yeah. um yeah, you know, people sure. are betting on it. Another thing people are betting on is uh, Waymo is opening its fully driverless service to the general public in Phoenix. This is so cool. Like so cool to me. Like I mean, I, so I mean I knew that they'd been operating with like a select few people, but like those people could only ride by themselves. Like there was a lot of restrictions on those, on that group while they were learning. But now, I mean, 
if you live in Phoenix and you want to take a ride in a completely autonomous car, you can, which you is can. cool. Yeah. So I, like, I think that they're slowly opening it up to the, the kind of the general public there. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, the video is kind of impressive. Um, I don't know though, if I'm ready to drive in one of these things, what do you, what do you think? Would you, would you like, if we added here in Atlanta right now, would you hop into one? I, I, I assume you I had probably, some place to go. I probably would with, with a couple of caveats, right? So like, I would probably hop on, hop in on one. If I know I'm going to be going from point A to point B, it's like 35 mile an hour streets or something. You know, okay. I don't think I would hop in one that's going to hit interstate or anything like that. Like I, okay. I'm not ready for that kind of speed. Yep. Um, and I think I'd probably take a short ride, not a long ride. Maybe, you know, like so I'd probably test it out for like a mile or two ride, but I don't know if I'd want to go any beyond that just for my own level of comfort. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I would do it. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah. Um, probably the same. Um, yeah. you know, it's funny because just the other day I was talking with one of my kids in the car, we were talking about, uh, so we've got a Volvo and they're talking about the 2022 models having uh, more autonomous driving. So like, you know, it'll yeah. get on the highway, it'll do all the things and, and right. hands off, you don't have to pay attention. And I told him, I was like, you know, some of it they're leveraging off of technology that we've had for a long time, right? Like cruise control and adaptive cruise and stuff like that. Like, yep. I don't worry about that because we've had that for 10 years. Like yep. all the kinks basically are out of those systems. Right. But even a car like that, uh, you know, in 2022, if we get like that model when it comes out, um, I'm going to still be paying attention. Like yeah. I am not going to trust it for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, I, and, I, and I think anybody should do that. Like for five, seven, eight years, like maybe you don't need to have your hands on it, but like you don't need to take a nap. Like you should I, still I be think, paying attention. I think there's going to be a definitive age line where, where that's going to change. Right. So I think you and I are on the other side of that line. I think, so I think I, people that, that are above a certain age and you and I definitely are, yeah. are it's going to be like 10 years before you or I would ever take a nap, you know, behind the, in the driver's seat of a car. Like I, I think 10 years from now, like I could see that happening. I, but, so uh, I, but, I think I think kids that are like right now between zero and like eight or ten years old, like they'll do it when they're. Well, when I, I, I think kids. I think kids that are that are twenty right now will do it in in a year or two. I mean, in, in a heartbeat. You think so? I, because well, I, so I think I think uh, the younger you are, the more prone you are to trust technology explicitly and quickly. Um, I, I just I think I think the adaptation is just so fast and so natural at that point versus you. And I mean, you and I like, I mean, think about it, man. Like we've seen, we've gone from no internet, zero internet, no, nothing to this in, in just our lifetimes. Right. Like right. That, that's yeah. just not true for anybody under what 30. Right. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know the exact age. Right. So I just think, I think the adaptation and the trust level is just so much higher uh, the younger you go, I think there's almost like a, like a curve, an exponential curve. To well, I, I think probably they also don't understand the things that could go wrong necessarily. That, well, right. hundred like percent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, part don't. of that is, is like, I mean, you remember when, when we were both in our twenties, right? Like or in your teens, like you have this invincibility, right? You like, you don't oh. think anything wrong can happen. Um, I'm still invincible. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know that. I, I'm sorry. Did, did you not, did you not get the memo? You were yeah. you were supposed to age out of that by now. I, <laughs> I, I think it is well. We'll have a. I probably need to have a conversation with we'll your have wife a sad about conversation. this. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, you need to get obviously out, I'm out invincible. That's why I'm going to go put all of my money in Ethereum right now. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, all right. So you know yeah, what time it is? It's it's fascinating, but uh, yeah. What what time is it now? It's time for weird and wacky. 
Oh. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable Snowman. He's not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, so listen, this is not technology related, but I I just had to tag it because it was fascinating. Um, so SNL was back, Saturday Night Live was back for their for their live performance last Saturday. Uh, they had a live audience, and having a live audience at a taping is actually against the law in New York, and so they paid their audience as cast members to get around that. And and what's even cooler, and if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure the audience was like all first responders. Uh, and so it was a pretty cool thing to do. I mean, yeah. assuming that they don't all get COVID from doing it. So but, the, yeah, yeah they, it wasn't all first responders. There was a segment of it, but um, okay, okay. you could go onto this, this site and request tickets. And obviously uh, pre pandemic, it was hard to get tickets for uh, SNL. Um, yeah. And even yeah. I think now it was pretty hard because you had to um, uh, show that you had a, a negative test uh, beforehand right agree to a bunch of things, get tested there. Um, and then anybody in your group, if they tested positive, your entire group was not allowed to go in. So you had to go yep. in as a, as a group yep. um, into this thing. And and they didn't know that they were going to get paid, but all of them got $150 checks. Um, oh, I didn't know it was $150. That's amazing. 150. So you got to watch SNL on the season opener. Um, and I actually still haven't watched the show. I need to watch the show. It was I, great. I, it was, I watched, it was good. It was really I watched good. the yeah. cold open a little bit, which yeah. was pretty funny, but yeah. uh, I need to watch the rest of the show because it was, it was Chris Rock, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Chris Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, he's fantastic. The cold open was good too. Yeah. So uh, you, you get to watch that and then you get paid on top of it. Like Dude. you and all your friends, like you go in with amazing. six friends. Like yeah. you're walking out with like 900 bucks. Um, that's yeah. kind of awesome. Well, listen, uh, so speaking of things that are, are not awesome or just, well, this is weird, right? So John McAfee, uh, again, the creator of the McAfee antivirus software, arrested after DOJ indict, is that, uh, sorry, yeah, indicts crypto millionaire for tax evasion. So listen, if you don't already know this guy, John McAfee, so just a quick walkthrough. Um, he's been in a lot of trouble over the years. He, he got at one point in time, his neighbor was murdered and he was, a, he was su a suspect in the murder investigation. This at was one in point South time, America somewhere in South America. Yeah. He like, he like disappeared, dropped off the map, appears in South America. He's a murder suspect disappears again. Then he came back. I think, didn't he run for president? Like not that long ago or try to do this like weird presidential run. And then probably anywhere. And now he's, uh, being, I mean, basically he's done some, some, uh, work for IPOs or wait, ICOs, initial coin offerings yep. and gotten a bunch of money for it and didn't report it. And the DOJ is mad about it. So he's a little interesting. What are your thoughts, Sanjay? Yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, again, our third kind of crypto second or third crypto story yeah. <laughs> in this, yeah. uh, in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. He's very far out there. He's um, wacky, man. He is super wacky. wacky. So I think he's in yeah. Spain and there's an extradition. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I, All right. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. We got Tech Rex. Everybody loves the Tech Rex. Tech Rex, Tech Rex. Time to get your Tech Rex. Tech, 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 Tech Rex. Tech Rex. Tech Rex. Tech Rex. So, uh, you know, being home all this time, I thought, uh, Hey, you know, I should start practicing meditation and things like that. And I don't do it a lot even now, but, um, decided to sign up for the calm app, calm.com. That, that's kind of a tongue twister. That was calm, amazing. C-A-L-M.com. 
Um, and the reason I did is if you've got any American Express, you can actually, until the end of this month, until the end of October, you can sign up and get one year free for their premium service uh, on the Com app. And oh, so, great. you know, check it out. I don't know uh, if they published it somewhere, but I, I found it. It's uh, com.com slash American Express. Yep. Um, and uh, just register with your American Express card. Just be warned that it automatically signs you up for another year after the year is done. Um, yeah, you got to put a reminder service. in to uh, cancel. Right. Yep. Yep. So it's okay. it's half off uh, for that next year. So it's not totally unreasonable. But if you think that you, you're just not going to use it after the year, you can go in and, and turn off the auto renew right away. But I will yep. warn you that if you do that, you cannot get back the half off deal for ah, that okay. next year. Yep. Um, so just think about that. Um, just when you set a reminder. Thing. Exactly. Cool. So I, we've been using it at nighttime, like to get, um, you know, sounds of the ocean and, and things like that to help us go to sleep. So instead of a white noise thing, we've been listening to that and drifting off to bed and, uh, nice. it, it, it's been good. That's great, man. That's great. What, what about you, Adam? What do you got for us? I'm going to recommend lowcast.org. That's L-O-C-A-S-T.org. So in certain cities, Atlanta being one of them, you can watch for free your local TV stations through uh, that their apps and through that website. And so uh, for me, that's really helpful because you know I'm 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 a cord cutter and I'm unable to to see certain things like you know maybe some fo locally broadcast football games or whatever else. Now through Lowcast, uh, I can do that, which is great. It's a nonprofit and uh, they just stream the TV stations, so it's pretty fantastic. I've, I've been very very impressed with it so far. So, yeah, a couple of things you should know about Locast. I think they do. Uh, it's an interesting job. Um, for the free bit of it, you can only watch 15 minutes at a time. Um, so you've got to pay. I think it's like a $5 a month uh, deal. Um, there is no DVR, but I was searching around, and there is a plug-in for Plex. And you can actually, I think, I, I haven't actually investigated this whole thing, but it looks like you can plug in Locast into Plex and then record shows on Plex so essentially building yourself a, a little DVR there. Um, yeah. And at five bucks a month uh, compared to like what anything else costs for live TV. That's that's a deal. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? You can find me on my website, AdamJWalker.com. It's got all the links. It's got all the stuff. Go there and check it out. You know, every time you say that, I feel like uh, on your website, I'm going to open it up and it's just you standing there just talking to people. And, and that's really like, what it should be. It should be like a, like me dancing or something. Really. Yeah, like that's it, it a, should be. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I think you should I, just have TikTok videos of you on there. That, now that you're should, talking. That should be that's the what, only thing that's on it. There. That's it. Hey, yeah. listen, I was also going to tell you as we're, as, we're, as we're winding down the recording part, uh, I actually went to an in-person business meeting for the first time this week. And it was uh, it was an, uh, hosted by my Leadership Atlanta folks. So I knew it was going to be done well. It was at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, so I know it's going to be done well. And uh, it was kind of fantastic, like being out of the house and among friends for the first time in like eight months. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, very, you know, masks were required if you weren't eating or whatever. You were at tables where you were spaced pretty far apart from one another. You know, all the tables were spaced far apart from one another. I mean, big, wide open space with, you know, a ventilation system in, in Mercedes-Benz. It's obviously like super high tech and been retrofitted for, for a lot of safety. And I should have mentioned this in the show. At Mercedes-Benz, they're disinfecting all the seats using a drone uh, that flies over the seats and sprays disinfectant over all the seats, which is pretty amazing. 
Oh yeah, I I read about this that yeah. uh, they they were trying out a startup there, and uh, it sounds like yeah. they signed up and they're they're doing that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. It, it was, did yeah, did it you great. see the drones to, doing the thing? I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get to walk out on the field. I uh, got photos on the field, and uh, I got to see the drones in action. And oh, cool. uh, I mean, it was it was great. Yeah, so nice. So yeah, yeah. It's really really good. Real happy to be able to just get out of the house for a day. It was so 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 welcome. Doo, doo, doo.